Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. It's the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, Kyle Quinn behind the glass. We'll get back to all the phone calls here on Topper, and if we still believe he's the right guy to lead this team to a World Series. But the Eagles are 6-1, and one, Hugh. It's pretty good. It's pretty darn good. Got to turn my mic. Yeah, it's always important. Yeah, it's important. Six and one, Hugh, and they got a big game coming up this week. And a big trade was made by Howie Roseman getting Kevin Byer. Let's talk to our guy Seth, and of course, Hugh Seth brought to us by Bet Parks. Open the Bet Parks app. New users win your first ten dollar bet and get one hundred twenty five dollar in bonus bets. Must be twenty one in PA, New Jersey, Ohio, or Maryland. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Seth, how you doing today? Seth, two things, man. Just give me a sec. All right. First, you know, I love the Eagles. I love the Eagles with the six and a half today. I also love, you know, the over, 43 and a half. We getting betting advice? That's right. Write yeah. that, write that yeah. down, everyone. I need, They're opening up that wallet, Hugh. I need, to, I need to get me an app, man. I need to go ahead and bring well, it down. Seth's got one I'm missing out right some there. of this. I'm missing out on this money, Seth. I'm missing out on this money. You got to get it. got to get it, Hugh. Second of all, you guys had Howard Eskin on your show a couple of days ago. I correct? knew that. I knew that was coming. <laughs> we <laughs> yeah. did, Seth. Hey, I, I, I had a feeling that's what you were tweeting about, Seth. You want to respond to what he said about uh, your, your, your football acumen? So, you know, first of all, you know, you can agree with somebody or disagree with somebody without being disrespectful. See, there's a side of me that I try to keep in. You know that since I retired. You know, a lot of people don't get to see. But the old me would have came right down the station and just kicked his ass as soon as he came out of the out of the booth because you don't be disrespectful to people. You can have an opinion without being disrespectful. You don't disrespect somebody who played 13 years in the National Football League about their football acumen. I've forgotten more football than Howard Eskin will ever remember or ever know because everything he knows, somebody told him. He didn't study it. He didn't experience it. Somebody told him, okay? So to put this to rest once and for all, this is the gauntlet that I'm laying down today, a football debate challenge on WIP, turn on the cameras in the room, whiteboard in the room, you name the place and you name the time. We'll put this together once and for all. All right? Hugh, I That's say we it. do it on this show. What do you think of that, I'm, I'm okay with it. Listen, Seth can do whatever the hell he wants to do, whenever the hell he wants to do it. But, Seth, I like to bottle that message Seth gave and just apply it to everybody else who wants to come over here and, and come on here and talk crazy on, on football <laughs> stuff all the time. So, yeah, just take that and, and take that and embody that and use that for every show part. That we have no, but I'm I'm calling out I'm calling out Howard Eskins' ass because you know you don't do stuff like that. You know if you don't if you don't agree with somebody and my my stuff, you you know how I work. My stuff is fact based. Okay, nothing that I say about the run game is not factual because if you go to, to the numbers, don't lie. Go to the stats and the stats will tell you that. So for you to come on and paint a picture that I don't understand football and to be disrespectful to someone who spent 13 years in the National Football League, that ain't flying no more. And, that ain't and, flying no and more. lining up like middle, like playing linebacker, lining folks up and knowing all the coverages and everything. Yeah, I, I would. I come would, on, man. Come on. Find somebody else. Come on. Find somebody else to like prop yourself up off of. Not me. Okay. I'm not standing for it. All I'm right. not standing for it. If you know so much football, show up. And tell and let's let's debate this thing. Let's debate the numbers. Let, uh, let me let me put you up on a whiteboard and draw up our offensive 
formation and and you you show me how to line up you know a, a 40 front a under front okay with cover two and tell me what everybody's damn responsibility is i can do that can you Hell, I can't even do that. Yeah, but Seth can. All right, the <laughs> gauntlet is out there, Seth. We're going to set this up, and we'll have that debate. Seth, uh, here are some numbers. Kevin Byards is coming in the NFL. I believe he's forced 29 turnovers. How good of a player, Seth, do you think the Eagles just got? What, what do you think about the trade, how he made this week? I think Howie is a darn magician, man. I, I, I just, It's amazing how he be robbing these dudes with no guns. You, get, you give up Terrell Edmonds. You know, who has done absolutely nothing since he's been here, a fifth and a sixth rounder, and you get a pro bowler, you know, that still may be, you know, in, at the peak of his career. Um, I get it that, you know, they got this wholesale fire sale going on, but to be able to improve our secondary the way that he did with just that one move, because that's going to allow when Reed Blankenship comes back, now you got a tandem of two really good safeties. That will, both of them will take your head off, and one of them is a is a proven playmaker with over with twenty seven interse- career interceptions. Seth, when you see this defense coming together, what is it that uh, Coach Desai is doing? Because they had a lot of issues in the secondary last week that you, we thought was going to be a problem for him, but he, but he was able to uh, you know cover all of that. What is he doing in that secondary to have them have so much success? You the pass rush and. The pass rush and the coverage go hand in hand. People always think that, oh, we can't cover. You know, the defensive line is like, well, man, can y'all cover a little bit longer? And then the the DBs are like, man, can y'all hurry up and get to the quarterback? You know, but they really, they're synergistic when you really stop and think about it. If you're rushing the pass well, then it makes the coverage look good. And when you're covering, you know, and, and I'm talking about covering aggressively because you can't get good pass rush and you can't call blitzes. You know, if you're going to play your cornerbacks seven to ten yards off the ball, that's an automatic side adjustment that any quarterback in the National Football League is going to take advantage of. That's what Sam Howell did to us the first time. So he's he's a little more the, – the corners and the DBs are playing a little more aggressively to – to the to the wide receivers, which is buying a little bit more time and making them look like the coverage is that much better. And most important, Hugh, you know this, if you can't stop the run, then you have not earned the right to rush the passer. Yeah. And when you can't rush the passer, that affects, affects the coverage behind you. The Eagles, they got to be one or two um, in run defense this year they gave up 40, 45 yards last week to the number one Russian, you know, Russian team. Um, so when you make them one-dimensional that way, that plays right into your defense's hands. That's why I'm always, that's why why I'm always harping on the Eagles' offense to run the damn football. Because when you at least give them the 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 belief that you're going to try to run it, keeps you, you know, honest. You force, yeah, you you force you force the defense to play it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you know, I know I know what you're talking about. No doubt about that. Seth, what makes A.J. Brown so dynamic? Why is he so good and why is he so difficult to stop right now from your perspective? I mean, five straight games of 125-plus yards is remarkable. You played with some great receivers. You went up against great receivers. What makes A.J. Brown so good? Well, you can't play through him. He's too big. You know, so when he runs stop routes, when he runs slant routes and things of that nature, um, as a defensive back, you can only play for the tackle. You can't play through him. A lot of receivers... You can go around them, you can go through them, and they'll they'll drop the ball, or you can you know come over the top. There's a lot of different ways that you can defend. But AJ Brown is just so big. The average DB is about 200 pounds. AJ's got to be 215, 220, and he's just massive. 
and they do a really good job of, you know, um, coordinating their their pass plays off of each other. Like, you know, you go back and you could see, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago they ran a play on Washington where they had a two-man bubble screen on. They faked the pump to um, to Dallas Goddard, and A.J. took off, you know, on a go route. Where they come back come back this week, same same situation, they throw the bubble screen over there to Dallas, and he runs it in. So they, they, they're keeping the offense keeping the defense rather off kilter and they're mixing up some of the things that they're doing formationally that that is working but you know I, I don't see him as a blazer he's not an overly fast wide receiver um he just understands body position and when that ball is anywhere near him for the most part you know 99% of the time he's bringing it in he he's not dropping any balls now Steph, what do you think the biggest issue? I know it wasn't a, a big issue this weekend, but the red zone, the first the first drive for the Eagles, they they kind of sputtered out in the red zone. What are, what do you think the biggest issue is for them in the red zone? What are they not doing? I think that they had some success running the football in the red zone last year, mm-hmm. um, and, and I think that that's their plan. They really want to be a physical team in the red zone. They want to run the ball and and punch it in. But you know, you got to realize. The closer you get to the red zone, the 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 um, the less room you have to operate. Now you got more guys around the line of scrimmage. So you, when you try to run those RPOs, you got an extra guy that's close to the line of scrimmage. And what teams are doing is they're blitzing them, they're run blitzing them in those situations. So what I'm not understanding is why don't you go um, trips to one side and AJ Brown to the other side and run him on a slant RPO slant route. You know, if it's working out in the field, why wouldn't it work there? Or why aren't you lining up Dallas Goddard, you know, on the single receiver side, 6'5", 240 pounds, 50 pounds? Why aren't you, like, having him box a guy out at the at the, at the the goal line and either throw him a jump ball or throw him a fade route, you know, to the corner? So, and, and this is my opinion. I think that there's a myriad of different ways that they can um, – you know, that, that they can get their red zone, especially inside the five is where they seem to be struggling the most because they'll get down inside the five, the one, the three, and then, you know, they kind of, you know, get a brain freeze and they're not sure what to do. I would also use um, Boston Scott down in that area. You know, I mean, Boston runs hard. He's low to the ground. It's hard to see. He's thick. You know, he runs with power. He's strong. Um, you know, he could be your short yardage goal line back in certain situations where, you know, you probably couldn't use Kenneth Gainwell or you don't want to use DeAndre Swift. Yeah, that formation in play, the way you described it in the pass game down in the red zone, that's basically how Doug drew it up to Zach Ertz to effectively win the Super Bowl against the Patriots, that, you know, open on one side and and one-on-one with Ertz there. It obviously worked then. Seth, let's end with this. Jalen Hurts, this knee issue doesn't seem to be particularly serious. He's not on the injury report, but something's going on there. He's not not feeling 100% with his knee. Seth, a couple years ago was his ankle. Last year, the shoulder. This year, something with the knee. Are are you concerned long-term with his durability in the NFL? I'm concerned anytime that I see that you know, the major, the guy that's getting the most carries, and I know that, you know, they're not necessarily all called carries because the NFL classifies, you know, scrambles as rushes, you know, so it looks like, you know, he's running more than he really is. They're calling those pass plays that fall apart that then he has to, 
you know, go make something happen. Um, I'm concerned when, you know, your, your, um, your, your quarterback, you know, sometimes has more carries than your running backs. So yes, I'm, I'm hugely concerned because, you know, the, the odds say that, you know, if you keep at this sooner or later, it's not a matter of, you know, if he gets hurt, but when he gets, you know, seriously hurt. And if he gets hurt, the season's over. Plain and simple. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm concerned. And what i really like to see him do for the next four or five weeks is just operate from the pocket and give him the instruction of only running when you have to run. That's the only time you're going to run is when you have to, when you absolute have to. I'd rather see him get out the pocket and throw the damn ball away than to see him try to make something happen with him in the situation that he is and gets hurt, you know, even further, you know. And, and, and they've got to help him by, you know, that part of the that part of the play calling sheet where you've got Jalen runs, just put a piece of black tape over that for the next three or four weeks. You ain't even going there right now. The only thing you got, you know, is the tush push. Other than that, you just put a piece of black tape over it and don't even look at it. Great stuff. Seth, we appreciate it as always. We'll, uh, we'll work on this debate with Howard. We'll make this happen. Seth, have a great rest of your week. Enjoy the game Sunday. We'll talk next week, Seth. You got it, man. You know Howard don't want none of this, man. Not face-to-face. <laughs> there you go, Seth. Appreciate it. Seth Joyner there. All right, we'll keep the Phillies conversation going. Topper, he still believes the guy to win a world championship with the Phillies. Plus, on the other side, Howie Roseman, he might not be done making trades. An NFL insider on what Howie may be shopping for next. Who, we, who we'd go after. That's next. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP.